Bum bum. This is not a drill. Repeat. This is not a drill. Shall we begin? Let's begin. Shall we begin? Welcome to this Nomadic Idea podcast where we share, discuss, interview people from all over who live a nomadic lifestyle. Whether it's a full-time RVer, a van lifer, those living in a schoolie, or someone who just lives a more minimal lifestyle, this podcast is for you. We share the whys and the how-tos and answer your questions live with those looking to live this alternative lifestyle. We are Scott and Ariane from This Nomadic Idea. And this podcast is for you. By the way, this podcast is sponsored by Blueberry Hosting. Blueberry Hosting is the easiest and most simple way to host your podcast, yet powerful to incorporate a professional podcast. If you're using WordPress, all you have to do is produce your podcast, write your blog, post, and publish. It's that easy. just takes a few minutes. Get on all the major podcatchers also. Just go to thisnomadicidea.com, click on the Blueberry banner, and receive one free month of hosting just for listening to this podcast. That's Blueberry Podcast Hosting. This is episode three, Joyous Voyagers. On this episode, we talk with Daniel and Corey from Joyous Voyagers. What was their experience like traveling for over a year and a half in a little guy, Max, with two dogs to where they now have transitioned from a life less of travel to a lifestyle focused on sustainable living, work camping and building projects, one of which includes an extended tiny home build out from a pre-built shed. We find out just how minimalism has changed their life and their perspectives. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. Good hello, to see hello. You. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. Good to see you. So um, in our intro, we talked about uh, traveling for a year and a half in a little guy, Max. But for our podcast audience, what the heck is a little guy, Max? It sounds like there's a third person involved in your family, but it's not. It's a camper trailer. <laughs> right. Um, well, look. The little guy Max is basically the large trailer camper that you can get on the market. Um, it's made up uh, by some great guys, extracts them, but uh, we bought that about a year and a half ago and now uh, still living in it full time. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was just the perfect camper for us. We looked for about a couple months and the uh, teardrop. So what what's that like? And you have two dogs too. So what was that like in... Uh, in that situation, I mean, talk about minimalism. I mean, I mean, the two our two dogs drive me nuts now in the airstream. How did you guys do it in the little guy Max? Um, it's tight quarters and everything, but um, you just have to like each other. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, so simple. And, so simple. Yeah. Yes. Um, we make a joke that we live in a doghouse, a teardrop doghouse, more than uh. As it drops a pretty large um, camper for being a small teardrop, but we utilize the couch layout for the dogs. So we really, I mean, you have to cater to your animals, you know. Oh, yeah, and they oh, like know. being with us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what um, were, so how did that work out? Um, did you guys have a plan? Like, tell us a little bit of the backstory with, as far as what made you even, um, you know, live a nomadic lifestyle. What made you decide, hey, 
let's go buy a really small, you know, camper trailer and live in it with their two dogs. What was that? What, how did you make that decision? Um, it, it started, we, we were pretty successful in our careers, both for about 10 years. And, um, we had the seven acre, 4,000 square foot house. We were going to start a homestead in a larger area. And, um, we just realized we didn't need all that space. We were sitting in a house and just the footprint of what we were using. Um, you know, we moved in, we've always moved up in houses. And so uh, we had flipped the one before and um, we had looked at each other one night and it's like, it's time to flip it. But we didn't know we were going to travel. Originally planning to um, buy a little cabin in North Georgia mountains or something like that. And, um, you know, we were on YouTube Netflix or something like that. And we came across a documentary, a documentary on uh, uh, people who were traveling in RVs. And I just nonchalantly said, and uh, Daniel took it and ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need is permission. Yeah, I, I, I cursed the documentaries on, on Netflix. Uh, I think they kind of sucked us in, into that too. Similar um, story. There should be a disclaimer saying this documentary can and will cause you to change your life completely. Um, so so you decided to you decided to hit the road and you go in the, in the little guy max. Um, what how did that kind of change your life? I mean, because that's kind of a big lifestyle. I mean, here you are flipping houses. And then all of a sudden now you're in a small camper trailer. Um, what was life on the road like in the beginning versus to how long did it take you to kind of get your feet wet with it? Um, we, we had the camper, we bought it. And this is a tip of give people is if you're going to hit the road full time, we enjoyed, we actually purchased it three months before we left. So we had a lot of time on the week the dogs i mean we would boondock in our driveway at our house yeah. <laughs> and let them be used to it and so we really got a knack for and spent the time like what where and how to organize it and we slowly brought things in one by one so we really got to take advantage before launching we really had a good pre-launch and so i think when we hit the road it was we tried to just embrace as much um Easy camping. We kind of booked Disney for the first week, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, we we definitely eased into it. Um, so we, like you said, you know, we we were in it quite a bit before we went full time, just to yeah. get the dogs comfortable and us comfortable. Um, and um, we did a lot of RV parks our first few, mm -hmm. like three or almost a month, I guess. With parks i think that uh that's the one thing that ariana and i have gotten probably more than anything is that um you know start out slow and really get a feel for your rig um and don't don't just like buy the rig get pack and then leave your driveway um that's kind of what our plan has been is just to kind of get to know the airstream a little bit because she is a stubborn lucy and, uh, you know, just getting to know everything you, need, you might need to repair or get to know her. And I think that's a really good plan as far as what you guys did. It was just kind of getting to know the little guy, Max, a little bit. And you feel that that helped a lot. Yeah, it, it made it more of an uh, easier transition. We were never really um, – we didn't need tons of space. Like like I said, I mean, you got to be friends, right, to live in such close corners. Yeah. And so we were really worried about – we were – we knew we were going to be patient with each other with, I, I think, um, 
uh, us, I mean, our issue was more or less of like the duties, who's going to be responsible, what's going to flow easier. Like what are some, keep it organized and clean and kind of, it's, it's interesting in a small space that doesn't go away. You still have chores. You can still spend hours cleaning and, mm-hmm. and uh, getting everything back down the road. Um, but with less stuff, it's easy. Yeah, we definitely, um, I think that was something that we realized uh, getting into, enjoyed having less things. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it right. didn't weigh us down so much and it was just uh, freer. We felt freer. Predictable. So with Daniel, Daniel, with, with less chores, does that mean it's easier to get out of the chores? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we kind of, um, you know, I do a lot of the inside stuff and he does a lot of the outside stuff. So we kind of way. Yeah. I mean, I always did the laundry, like in the laundry mats and would bring it and she would fold it. It just makes sense. You know, um, you just have to work, you know, living in small space, a lot of our families and friends and other people have asked us, how, how do you do that? Or we don't see how you can, you know, RV traveling or nomad lifestyle, you, you, do it how it's going to work for you. You don't have to go as small as we, you know, everyone had, there's a happy medium that I would say, don't let that prevent, you know, the answers you don't have, go learn them, find them out, dive in and figure it out. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah. I, I have been told I cannot fold. So that's one job duty. I don't <laughs> even try my, I don't think guys can fold. I think it's just a, a, a men handicap that we have. I basically just like try to, crunch them in a ball nicer than they were before. That's that's pretty much my folding technique. So I've been fired from the folding of the clothes uh, duty for sure. Yeah. Corey's <laughs> method is rolling. Roll everything. You roll the t-shirt. That's, in order to fit it that into the space. wise idea. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> well, chores, this, chores aside, uh, you know, you spend over a year on the road did it meet the expectations that you anticipated it or did you really go in without any preconceived idea of what it was going to be like and just let the exploration lead you? I'd say we went in with really no expectations just at let all. Lead us. Um, we really had no idea at all what we were getting into. Um, so every day was um, a new different experience and it was really exciting. So, yeah, we, we didn't plan much. I mean, we had key spots. We knew we were going to Yosemite. Mm -hmm. Uh, we knew we were going to go Oregon coast with the trip. We were very flexible. We moved every two, three days, just kind of whenever we got tired of a place, we kept it moving. Um, we didn't hibernate for long, but, um, the road kind of guide us, you know, where do we want to go? Yeah. I feel like we, uh, I feel like we are are good at embracing change yeah. so that helped <laughs> a lot yeah absolutely it does it does it, particularly as frequently as you do move you kind of need to be extremely flexible to things did you guys wish you had stayed in any particular place longer than you did um i'd say yes there were there were places where we really wish that we stopped. for me um Three rib- Rivers, California, where the Sequoia National Park is. That was just incredible and um, would have definitely. Oregon Coast. I was, I mean, we spent a long time crawling up that coastline. Little guys made for the Oregon Coast because there's so many pull offs where you can boondock. We boondocked at Thor's Well. 
I wish we stayed at Thor's well for a couple more days, but we literally parked and had dinner and drank wine and watched whales at Thor well. <laughs> so like <laughs> those, I, I could get used to, you know, doing that for a week longer. Um, mm -hmm. It was hard to let go of the, actually let go of those moments, even though you were there for a day or two. I think though, I guess the one uh, big question I have for you guys is that, you know, you transition from, you know, kind of home living to this nomadic lifestyle, especially living in a very minimal size camper trailer, a little guy, Max. Um, was there anything that you left behind that you missed as far as like either stuff or just the old lifestyle that you, you had before? Was there anything that you said, oh man, I wish I would have wish we would have brought that, or I wish we still lived in the house, or was there anything you ever missed with that? Um, well, yes, um, because we decided to go on the road and the size rig that we have, um, we actually had to keep our cat, Copper, <laughs> with my brother um, for the past uh, year or so. So I really um, he's had a blast. He's, he loves my brother and my little niece and my sister-in-law. They're taking really good care of them. Um, yeah, I missed having copper. Well, I think that's really, that's something that you should miss, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny that, you know, I mean, yeah, I would definitely miss my cat or my, or my dog. I'd probably even miss a plant more than I would miss stuff. Um, so that's kind of really <laughs> well, refreshing to hear for sure. So tell us a little bit about now with, um, you know, what you guys are transitioning from. You're, you're kind of off the road for a little bit. You're still semi-living in the Little Guy Max. I, we, you're in the Little Guy Max now. Tell us about this whole sustainable living thing and what you're doing with, with your work camping life. Yeah, so when we got back to Georgia, we landed um, at a kid's summer camp. My buddy runs. It's 120. 24 acres and so there's 20 horses and 60 acres worth of grass so i'm basically the property manager here and we have free hookups free amenities and it's also about 20 minutes from her work in downtown atlanta um our original plan because we have some family land in north georgia mountains was to do a tiny home up there and uh basically what we're doing now is with the shed is we're building it out for another living quarters that we're going to have here at camp. So when we're doing these trips, going out for the weekends or making long weeks, we kind of have a home base one to get copper back as well. Um, and then two, this is going to be the guest bedroom for when we have a bigger tiny home, if that makes any sense. So we'll have all this on Airbnb or something like that when we're traveling. So we're kind of slowly moving back into living a little bit but slowly to come and go as we please and not have as much stuff we have to be responsible for. Yeah. Since we're, since we're not on the road in, right now, um, we've just decided that we're going to do kind of weekend war, warrior type uh, travels. And mm -hmm. so we're going to basically have like a home base. So what, tell, tell us a little bit about what this shed is like, honey, you know, like, did you build it? Like how did this whole, how did this, that whole thing work? It, it was pre-manufactured. I forgot the builder's name. Um, I think it's Weber Sheds, but it's a 10 by 20. It has two lofts and shelving put into it. But uh, we basically, another thing is here at the camp, they had so much material that they weren't using. So our flooring was free. Our walls was free. 
we really only had to buy insulation, electricity, and um, we're doing a cool thing with the ceiling with some metal. So it's we're about 70% done. Um, we kind of hit a hiatus. As you know, building out the Airstream and any project, you kind of get down and maybe two weeks goes by and you have to revisit it. You, you know, you have to have breaks, but I'm thinking we're going to be done with it here in the next week or but. It, it's really, really, really excited about it. We're going to have some yeah. stuff out of our storage. And that's another thing. We don't know what's in our storage. Unit, so we already know we're probably going to be getting rid of a lot of stuff. Has has uh, your time on the road shaped any of the decisions um, in building the shed or how you're designing it? Has it shaped that for you? Or is it, tell us a little bit about 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 that. I can a little bit, but um, I would say... Uh, Design wise, not so much a design design wise with it. I mean, we're painting it all white and our rigs white and our trucks white. <laughs> but um, for the amount of stuff we're gonna be bringing into it, I mean, we we talked about this before. You know, when you live small or minimalistically tiny, even in an RV, you kind of you focus on your needs first, and you let your wants kind of become a need. You don't just go buy the frivolous things to fill. I know we went to the antique store with y'all and. There's, you see things you would love to put in a house or that you you would think that would go well in a kitchen or the size of your bedroom. Um, so if anything, it's right. it's just put into focus, you know, what you actually need compared to your wants. There's only so many pictures you can hang. We have three walls in this tiny home and we've already designated them for certain paintings. Right. <laughs> I feel like the biggest thing that the road did to shape us was just to help us realize that we really do like to be minimalistic mm -hmm. and not have so much stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that's really what we gained from it. And that's really what we are taking, you know, through lives is, yeah. you know, just continuing to be live small and live tiny and live with less. Well, I think what you're doing with the shed is just genius. If you want to see a great video of how they deliver these sheds in full structure without nothing comes <laughs> apart. It's the full gig off the truck. You got to go check out their YouTube channel because it's joyous Voyagers YouTube channel because I was captivated by that truck backing up and I'm like, how the heck are they going to get that big shed off the truck? And he just like, it, he must do that like 10 times a day and they just wenched it right off the truck and put it into place and then dragged it to where, you know, you needed it to be. And he just like, okay, I'm done. I mean, it was, I was, it was just really cool to see um, how easy that is. Um, and it kind of inspired me to think, you know, I always thought that would have been a much harder process to do. Um, but I think you guys are spot on by going that way. And if you ever want to build on or, and now you can make it your own. And I know you kind of even roughed in, uh, like a 50 amp service in there, right? You've got electricity in that thing now. Yeah. Um, th when they delivered it, I, I was curious too. I was like, how are they going to, you know, I've just never seen them come off a truck and I, but they had a mule and they say they can move ones that are twice the size, but he slid that thing right in between our little guy teardrop and another fifth wheel RV at the site here. So he had like a 12 foot window and he slid it right in. Yeah, I've actually, I'm going to do right now is because our site has a 30 amp and a 50 amp. I bought a 50 amp RV receiver. And so we're actually basically just going to have the shed be able to plug 
again. And that's also what we plan on doing when we clear the land in North Georgia is putting a RV glorified campsite with a 30 amp and a 50 amp. So when we want to move it, we can just bring it right out there and plug it in. So it's going to be kind of a plug and play <laughs> uh, living quarters, but I kind of like it because it keeps it mobile because we're not going to be here forever. Um, you know, we might be here for another six months or so, but um, you just never know where you need to move. And I still want that to be a usable living space, whether we rent it out or, you know, y'all come and stay or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to definitely be. Oh, there. absolutely. <laughs> well, we have some questions sure. coming in from our YouTube audience. Sure. Um, we have a question from Dreaming Out Loud Arvine. Is your land unrestricted so you can build anything? Um, I'm assuming he means the land like in North Georgia, not the camp we're at. I don't know. The camp or where you're staying right now, right now, currently where we're at. Um, basically I just have permission. Um, like I said, a buddy of mine runs this place and, um, air the RV slots are so big here that we could fit a teardrop in and this 10 by 20 shed. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's just like when you go to RV parks, you see people that live and they have their own little home set up next to it. As long as I move everything, they won't mind when we leave and Jasper where we're going to move it to one day. Well, that leads to another question that Steve turtle asked, how much land will you have at your home base in North Georgia? Yeah. Um, best be to be determined. There's about 15 or 11. We might just get two acres of it. We haven't decided. Mm -hmm. um, it might turn in when my mom retires that we might build two new houses like we'll have our tiny house and they'll build their house and so it's kind of up to them how much but we know yeah it's it's family owned land yeah. uh so it's it's in the family and uh so we'll kind of decide how much land and uh yeah. later on how much we can afford yeah take it over <laughs> confiscate <laughs> throw your flag in the ground and claim your stake we uh, uh steve turtle has asked another question how did you earn money while you were full-time RVing? We we made a good shot. Like I said, we were pretty successful in both our careers before. I was in 10 years of sales and she was running a um, gymnastics franchise. And so between, you know, living below your means already, we were already kind of frugal people anyways. Um, just saving. And we lived off that equity for the six, seven months on the road um, purely. And then um, when we got back, we just both got you know, jobs, flexible job. New Horizons asked, how long did it take you to downsize, um, you know, an, an initially to get to where you are now? Um, well, we're still currently working on that. <laughs> 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 because basically what we did was we got uh, two storage units when we decided that we were going to go on the road. One for all outdoor farm. farm equipment and everything. And then the other for all of our indoor stuff. Um, we've since moved a lot of the outdoor stuff that we're at right now. And we have, um, we're going to start probably next week going through um, our, our storage unit that we have for, with all of our indoor uh, furniture and boxes and that kind of thing. So pillows and Christmas ornaments. And I don't know we, what's going to be in there. We definitely tried to downsize um, for a really large um, 
storage unit while we were gone. Um, so we definitely attempted to downsize as much as we rid of a lot of stuff. We gave but, it to people, gave um, a lot of stuff to friends and family. Right. And we, ac we actually sold a lot of our larger furniture with the house mm -hmm. when we sold. So yeah, we're still doing it. Yeah, it's a never <laughs> we're still in the process. I mean, even when you live tiny or minimalistic, anything you buy, you throw something out, you know, that's kind of the those uh, storage units. They do, they do hold a, a lot of what we don't want to necessarily deal with at the moment or except well, that we have to downsize. But it. that's why they have the TV show Storage Wars because people <laughs> just leave their stuff in the storage bin and say, I'll just let someone else find it at some point in time. Downsizing makes sense. Ask the question, did any friends or family try to convince you not to do it? Um, I think for the most part, our friends and our family were very, very supportive. Um, you know, we had a few people in there maybe ask us questions that, uh, you know, just to make sure that we we knew or understood what we were getting ourselves into. Or asking you, uh, like, right. what's Daniel gotten you into yet? And it's like, it's her idea. It was a big uh, conversation <laughs> before we left, you know. Yeah, I guess everybody was talking me into something I didn't want to do. And in reality, it was all me who's, it was my idea. <laughs> well, Randy asked a question from Randy's Adventures. Hey, Daniel and Corey, hey, as Randy. a fellow little guy Max owner, I love hearing your story. Would you recommend doing full time in the little guy Max? You guys have the experience. Yeah. So what do you think? Yes, absolutely. Um I, with kids, I think that'd be hard. Yeah. If um, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's the two of us and our two dogs and it works the yeah. perfect size. Um, we like that it's small because we can take it anywhere um, with, with kids. And that's, you know, something um, with kids we will probably have to do something. Um, Full-time living. Absolutely. It has everything you need. It has all the storage. New models have even more water storage. You can put solar on it. Um, it's a stealthy, a slick, you know, easy ride, you know, all the horror stories you hear, we didn't really experience any with the RV, uh, like finding places to stay. Just if you're content and you, and you want to basically go full time and travel with the stuff that you, you know, you're not going to be collecting things and a good RV to start with. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're first starting out, you know, RVing, if you're new to RVing, it was a really good way to get your Mike and MJ's RV Adventures asked, will you travel on the road still in the cold months, particularly as you guys begin the Weekend Warrior idea? Yes, uh, we're leaving tomorrow morning, actually, to go to the largest state in Georgia, and it's supposed to be 30 degrees that night. So we've done a lot of cold winter camping um, already in this traveling and so it's not a four season but we clipped up a lot of the air flows and learned how to turn this into a little warm eggshell mm -hmm. um but yeah the cold doesn't stop us at all it's actually nice to do it in the cold months mm -hmm. because there's not so many people yeah. you know <laughs> i know you kind of get you get the space more to yourself um, so steve yeah. turtle has a question um uh steve turtle yeah. from youtube steve turtle asks what what are you doing at your friend's camp? What kind of work are you doing right now? Well, we burnt, we built a whole yurt um, past couple months, probably the past four months. We built a, a camp canteen store 
we have a whole playlist on that on our YouTube channel. You can watch it. But right now, a lot of hardscape, boulder walls. I did landscaping as well outside of sales, so I have a knack for it. But outside of feeding horses and you know taking care of about 50 acres worth of grass, um, the majority of my work right now is on an excavator, moving boulders or laying concrete. Um, a lot of hardscape work more than um, painting or stuff like that. Uh, I'm... I'm mom every day on machines all day dreaming out loud arving their question is when you guys were traveling how often did you move how many miles or hours a day did you drive um so we probably moved every days or so probably on average and we would drive for about three hours rolls three 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 or whatever like check in before three you don't yeah, drive more right. than three hours right but, we wanted to crawl. Yeah. We wanted to crawl through States. Um, we really took in each state we did. We didn't want to drive past anything. It's you're all, you're not going to see everything, but mm -hmm. we, we definitely tried. And then with the dogs as well, you know, kind of hasty after three hours. Miko gets a little uh, anxious in car the car sick. and a little car sick sometimes. So the limit how long they were in the car. Yeah. Three hours is a good, is a good option. RV Kids TV had a question. Do your parents also live the tiny lifestyle? No. <laughs> no, they That's don't. That's all the acres. Um, yeah. Well, that and they just. They were all, everyone was supportive, um, but it just questions. I think you live your life a little differently, minimalistically, or something where it's outwardly visible for other people to notice. Um, it sheds a light a little bit on how they live, people are doing what they're not doing. And we always talk about, you know, it works for us. You know, when people say, I don't see how you do that. But um, very supportive. But no, um, both of our parents. They like their space. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe they'll take, yeah, maybe they'll take um, attributes from your life uh, once you get a little closer to them. So Randy from Randy's Adventure had a question. She said, she said, she asked, what and how do you compensate for a smaller fresh water tank in the little guy Max? We, we carried, um, what were they, five-gallon jugs? Yeah, we had two five-gallon freshwater jugs. Um, when we would go boondocking, so our first month, we did RV parks, um, you know, just standard fill up the tank. But after that, we went to a lot of the swamp lands and started doing a lot. And we could go six days with the water tanks. We had a 20-gallon, 21-gallon fresh, 14 gray, and five black. Nine. Nine, nine um, black. Nine black. So we could go six days using the other two five-gallon containers. And I think we only had to use those twice because, like I said, we move every four or five days. So basically, and then boondock for the rest of the week. And we just, um, we were really conservative with water. Yeah. Um, you know. Short with, showers. Yeah, real short showers. You know, if we had to do, we were real strategic on reusing dishes and that kind of thing. Like Paper just plates. wiping them out or something like that not you know only using water when we absolutely needed to planning your meals like where you're not making messy meals so much when you're boondocking stuff that is not going to use a bunch of water mm -hmm. boiling rice chicken pot pies things like that <laughs> so my question is whose chore is it then to bring up the five gallon water jugs uh for fresh water i have a feeling i know but i think that goes into the chore category it goes into daniel the outside category <laughs> yeah. 
that that fit in anything rig maintenance oriented i i really wanted Corey just to be a homemaker a teardrop homemaker you know yeah i didn't mind yeah, but it. but you know how that goes i i can imagine Corey in the shower thinking yeah i should only be taking a two-minute shower but you know uh daniel he'll carry that water up for me so we can get we can get about about a good four five minutes of hot water when we're dry camping so tell us a little bit about how people can can find you if they want to contact you with you our podcast listeners want to uh, try to get in touch or if they have further questions what is the best way for people to for people to contact you yeah we're um youtube facebook facebook uh we're bad social media people i have a website that i've been working on but i haven't launched it um Daniel, Daniel does all of our social media and everything, and he's good. You know, if you message us or something like that, he'll, you know, respond back and yeah. same on uh, YouTube comments and that kind of thing. And uh, at Joyous Voyagers, right? Exactly. Well, we want to thank uh, we want to thank you both, Daniel and Corey, for coming in and sharing your story and advice with all with all of us. And thank you to all of our listeners. You can join our This Nomadic Idea podcast community group on Facebook and get exclusive content. There is a link to our group on our Facebook page. Just go to This Nomadic Idea. And an extreme special thanks to our Patreon in tonight's episode, Downsizing Makes Sense. Thank you so much for your support on this episode three. Our podcasts are always available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play as of this week, or any of your other favorite podcatchers. If we're not on it, let us know and we'll get on there for you. Um, you can follow us on Instagram on This Nomadic Idea and on our Facebook page, This Nomadic Idea. Um, just remember, all great ideas, all great achievement starts with a single little tiny idea. So go live the life you want. Thank you so much, Joyce Forges, for being on our podcast tonight. And we will see you later.